Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Now, like I say, we're going to talk about self-checkouts and theft from self-checkouts and some of the responses we're seeing seeing from retailers. I keep wanting to go back to stealing, but uh, to help us understand what is happening, we're going to speak with Adrian Beck, who is a professor emeritus at the University of Leicester, if I'm saying that correctly. He's a criminologist who has studied checkout theft for a decade now. Adrian, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. No, it's a pleasure. Okay, so uh, you've studied this phenomenon extensively and internationally. Is it on the rise? How much of an issue is self-checkout theft at this point? Yes, it, it seems to be increasing over time. I think what we're now seeing is is a lot of certainly grocery retailers in particular yeah. think that now accounts for perhaps about 25% of their loss is now caused by their self-checkout system. So it's certainly a growing concern for them. And is it increasing? Has it always been an issue? I'm sure it always has been an issue. You can see why, but is it getting getting worse? Yeah, I think it is. I did my first study way back in 2011, and back then I really couldn't find very much loss at all. Whereas now, I think what we're seeing is when we certainly survey retailers and their general consensus is that it's a growing problem for them. It's certainly getting worse in terms of the amount of loss that they're now experiencing from self-checkout. Loss doesn't necessarily mean theft, does it? I mean, I know I've screwed up. I know I've made mistakes (laughs) running the self-checkout thing. So, I mean, is that taken? Is that part of the calculation here? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important we use the word loss. I think when when we look at the look at what retailers are experiencing, they think that probably just over half of the of the loss is due to out and out theft. Okay, uh, but the, but the rest is possibly down to you know people making mistakes and people making errors while using this technology. What about? I mean, h- how does this happen? Some of it seems pretty obvious, right? You're sort of you're responsible for doing it, but. Um, we're not going to give away tips here. I think most people who are doing this know what they're doing. But tell us about the carrot trick. That one, it seems obvious. How can they safeguard that? What happens? Yeah, there's there's, there's three main ways that, that, that seems to generate loss at self-checkout. One is when people do non-scanning. So they just you know literally just forget to scan some of their items. Yeah. Um, or, or they can't scan their items, you know, maybe, a, you know, a dodgy barcode or difficult packaging. Um, and then there's misscanning, which is with the, which is the misrepresentation of one product for another. So, as you say, the old carrots for great scam where, you know, you basically the system is just looking to weigh something. Then it assumes you're going to be honest in in declaring what that product is. And so if you put on a bag of grapes and you press carrots on the display, then the system will say, okay, it's a, it's a pound <laughs> of carrots. Um, but as we all know, carrots are you know significantly cheaper than grapes. So that's a that's a real issue of people, you know, purposefully misrepresenting what, what they're actually trying to buy through these systems. We'll talk about what stores are doing in response in just a second. But first of all, some of these stores, it seems to me like they're, they're out of their minds because some of them, most of the grocery stores, at least once you scan an item, you've got to put it on a scale and it weighs it right so every item has to go through and at least it knows that you've got the right item some of them you don't have to weigh anything you can literally scan what you want don't scan what you want and off you go i mean do they need to get better systems around this i guess is the question 
Yeah, I think I think a lot of them have been on really quite a steep learning curve now. Yeah. Where there was a, a real rush to bring this technology in because they everybody wanted to you know get the huge labour saving that can come with this. And but it, could, it ends up being a rather short term benefit because you then end up experiencing far more loss. Um, and, and I think retailers are now having to reevaluate you know how they're running these systems to make sure that they can ensure that they're not losing more than they're selling through these systems yeah so now that they're starting to recognize that they are losing out here and they're you know they're 25 percent uh, loss uh, when we talk about the self-checkout phenomenon what are they doing to try and remedy that what kind of strategies have they developed to try and cut down on that loss yeah there's there's, there's, there's four main ways I think one is you know, they're now recognizing that they probably stripped out too much labor. Um, and, and what we're now seeing is the is putting people back into those, particularly those guardianship roles around self-checkout, where they can you know, help customers who are struggling, but also keep an eye on those who may want to try yeah. and exploit them. So we're seeing this use of sort of guardianship and people yeah. becoming more important. Um, but they're also investing in quite a lot of quite a lot of technologies, particularly around video technologies, which try and identify when people don't do things correctly in those spaces. So if you don't scan an item, the video systems can increasingly begin to identify when that's happened and can either, you know, suggest to you as a customer, maybe you want to have another go at that or perhaps bring over a member of staff to encourage you to do the right thing. So there's, there's all these sort of technologies that are coming in. And then finally, they're thinking about how they design those spaces as well. So, you know, trying to make these sort of corral systems, having exit and entry gates to make it feel like it's a space that's under control. Uh, rather than these rather open spaces where people may feel it's easier to do things wrong when it isn't in such a controlled zone of control, as, as we often call it. What about the the method of, hey, you can't leave the store until you show us your receipt and we check what you've got and make sure that the two match? I've heard some stores in Canada have deployed that strategy. Yep. Um, it, it's not new in some respects. You know, I think we, we've seen this as a strategy well before self-checkout. There's a number of retailers, certainly in the U.S., where, you know, traditionally they have they have randomly checked people's receipts as they're leaving. You think of a Sam's yeah, Club or sure. Walmart, yep. Costco, for instance, do this. So it isn't new, um, but it is new in terms of doing it at self-checkout. And, and, you know, it can be you know quite a frustrating experience, certainly for customers who said, hey, look, you know, you've made me use these machines. You've made me do all the work of scanning this. And now you're, now you're checking to make sure I've done it correctly. So I think it can cause frustration, but it is just another indicator of retailers recognizing that they need to do something to try and get these losses under control. Yeah, I think you're right. We'll probably see more of that. Uh, Adrian, thank you so much for joining us. Great conversation. I appreciate it.